This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I've got a book here in front of me called Lead with Intent, Leadership Principles and Practices that Drive Engagement and Profitability. And it's written by Herman Duplessis. Herman is considered by his peers as a man of unquestionable integrity with extensive knowledge of the art and science of leadership and human behavior. And here he is on Get Up and Go Breakfast. Herman, good morning and thanks for joining us. Good morning, Brad. No, thank you for having me. It's an honor to spend some time with you. I've uh, been reading your book and the word engagement pops out all over from the front cover to so many of the pages inside. I feel like this is a really good place to start when we talk about leadership. What's with the word engagement coming around so often when you talk leadership? So, you know, I think our research and our interaction with our clients have actually shown that the primary task of leadership and management is engagement. If you keep your people engaged, they hang around. If they hang around in your business or in your church, wherever it is, they Mm. build better relationships with people. They build better relationships with people, your customers and your your church members, everybody hangs around. And at the end of the day, that leads to higher profitability, you know, which is incredible. So, um, you know, engagement is the key. I think especially if you want to future-proof your leadership uh, as a business, as a church, building up the next generation, it's all about helping leaders to understand engagement and how to build engagement. Um, the book is made up of uh, of nine principles, and we want to uh, leadership principles. We'll touch on those in a moment. But this has been of particular interest to me as I've made my way through your book, Herman. Is uh, the concept of servant leadership? I mean, for us here, we're a Christian radio station, so uh, we say servant leadership. We're thinking about Jesus. We're thinking about this as a biblical concept. Um, but uh, the idea that there are actually people who choose to not follow servant leadership, but those who do have found out that it is a much better way to lead, yet some still avoid it. So how would you define servant leadership in, in modern leader leaders? Well, I think, you know, the problem we have, Brad, is most leaders out there are fixated on performance and growth at the expense of staff. And what servant leaders get right is they also hard on results, but they are soft on people. So the servant leader has the ability to get the best out of their people without destroying them in the process. You know, mm. servant leaders really see serve, uh, leadership as an opportunity to help people grow and actually reach their full potential. And and that's what servant leaders get right. It's funny, you know, in the corporate environment, we've worked with so many leaders who say to us, no, but I'm not a servant leader. And then when we show them the academic research, academic research done by non-believing professors, mm. they actually see, well, well, I am a servant leader, and this is the best way to lead. I mean, there's no denying it. There's um, vast amounts of research. Yeah. You know, and all the research points to servant leadership, you know. And it's like Robert Greenleaf asked, you know, how did Jesus, you know, the son of a carpenter 2,000 years ago, get it right to build the most powerful human movement in the history of the world? It was through servant leadership. And that's what Jesus taught us. And those are the principles that work in the corporate environment, whether you're a believer or not. 
And it's not just that. I mean, in your book, we read uh, through these different principles that you share on on leading with intent. There's words like humility, vulnerability, empathy, listening, loyalty, gratitude, integrity, perseverance. I mean, it feels like we're reading through one of Paul's epistles in the New Testament. Exactly, you know. And you know what I call these principles? I call them the small things with a disproportionate impact. Mm. You know, Jesus talks about light, he talks about salt, he talks about yeast. I really believe this is what these principles will do in your business and in your church. If you follow these principles, and I give a practice for each of these principles in the book, and I actually show what the impact on culture is, and then I give a case study. So it's highly practical. Mm. But this is the disproportionate impact of small things. That's how the kingdom works. If we work these principles into our leadership, wherever we are, we will have a massive impact for the kingdom of God. And one of the chapters in the book that, that really hit me hard was the one on resilience and this feeling we've got stories to tell of the tough times we've been through to build a business, to build whatever it is that we've been building. And yet we try to shield our kids. We don't want them to experience some of the hardships. You know, we want our best moments to be their starting points. And then we wonder why there are generations being raised up that are just not having what it takes to move forward because it feels like we sort of rob them of the opportunity to experience the tough things that will shape and mold them and make them better. Brad, I'm so glad you touched on that principle because that's where we work the hardest with our clients. Mm. And, you know, we, I really think we have a mental health pandemic on our hands. Uh, if you look at all the research across the world, uh, it's a great worry. And I think every time I sit down with an executive, whether it's a CEO, a COO, or CFO, they always tell me, I don't want my kids to suffer like I did. Mm. And then I say, why not? Look at where you are. Your suffering has done well, yeah. uh, you know, has, has been good to you. And I think we underestimate the power of legitimate suffering. And that's a word that Scott Peck uses in his book, The Road Less Traveled. I think we believe comfort is good. Comfort is not good because then we fall into comfort zones and we stop growing. We really need to take a new uh, perspective and a new outlook when it comes to parenting. And especially when the new generation comes into the work environment, how do we help them to build resilience? That is a massive task of servant leaders going forward. Um, another of the nine principles um, of intentional leadership is is hope. Things that believe that things can be better than they are now. And it feels like if there was ever a, a need to be a leader that can instill hope in the people around you, uh, this is a time like now. We were just having some conversations around what's happening in the economy with an economist about an hour and a bit ago, where we're heading. Uh, it feels hopeless, but yet leaders need to be instilling hope in the people that follow them. Yeah, and I think servant leaders have that ability. You know, we, we, have, abili- we have that ability to see a picture of the future that produces hope. Mm. And, um, you know, um, it's, it's in the darkest times that the light shines brightest, you know. And um, the darkest hour is just before the dawn, mm. you know. And leaders have that ability to live with that hope. But, you know, servant leaders also confront the brutal reality. You know, so it's, it's, it's that paradox. And I mean, there's so many paradoxes when Jesus talks uh, in all his parables. But here's the paradox again. Hey, it's confronting brutal reality to do what's necessary, but also to do it with the hope that tomorrow will be better than today. 
You also mentioned that leadership is a labor of love. This really struck me and that uh, it demands certain values that clash with pop culture um, because love and work don't often go together hand in hand, Armand. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's no point in leading if you don't love the people you lead. Mm. You really have to care about them. You know, and and I mean, we've seen this in so many companies, Brad. I mean, we work with a massive financial institution across 19 countries in Africa. And uh, the best leaders we work with that really score the highest on engagement. I mean, some of these guys and their teams and their divisions score 97%. Those leaders, you know, they just ooze love for their people. They care deeply, you know, and those are the guys that perform the best. Leadership is a labor of love. I end the book with 1 Corinthians 13. That's what it's about. You know, if you don't love people, please don't lead because then you're going to do it for selfish reasons and you're not going to do it to improve the lives of your people. The stuff in this book, I, I, was, I was speaking to my wife about this yesterday. I said, this is, this is it's not a, a heavy read. It's a, it's a weekend read, but it is a life changer. It is a business changer. It's called Lead with Intent, Leadership Principles and Practices that Drive Engagement and Profitability. And I'm speaking to Herman Duplessis. Herman, just in closing, before we chat about where uh, our listeners can get this book, this what's with the leadership vacuum we feel in this country of ours? And I'm not pointing fingers necessarily at government. I'm just saying it's various institutions. For you as an expert, if we just have to look at an umbrella approach to where we are as a nation, what is causing this leadership vacuum? You know, I think at the end of the day, um, if if you put yourself ahead of others, um, that that causes major leadership problems. Mm. I mean, if we look at our country uh, if we look at uh, state capture, corruption, even the involvement of the corporate sector has been shocking. And it's simply individuals who put their own interest ahead of the interest of others. If we look at Paul at Philippians 2, he talks about Jesus. He uses the word kenosis in the Greek, which means to empty yourself. And leaders have stopped emptying themselves for other people. They have gained at the expense of their people. And that's why we have a leadership vacuum. Servant leadership talks about the why of leadership, not the what. You know, why do we lead? We lead to lay our lives down for the betterment of other people. And that's what I want leaders to return to. This is a groundbreaking book by Herman Duplessis revealing nine leadership principles and practices that drive engagement and commitment in the workplace. And it's not only, I feel, for someone who's running a company. This is great for managing a, a household, isn't it, Herman? You can, you can raise a family and guide people in their various areas of life with a leadership book like this. This isn't just for industry. Absolutely. You know, I've got one foot in the academics and one foot in, in you know, uh, uh, in, in the corporate environment as a consultant. Mm. And what I try to do with the book, Brad, is to make it as accessible as possible to everybody, because I believe these principles are great for personal development as well. It really changes lives, but it changes businesses. You know, just quickly, two case studies, mm. uh, two small SMEs that we worked with in the last three years. The one turnover grew from seven. Million to 32 million, and the second business, 180 million profitability. Uh, sorry, a turnover increased to 340 million. Wow. So, I mean, the results are incredible. I really believe these principles work. And then, you know, 
our, uh, the managers and the executives we work with, they come back to us and say, this book has not only changed our businesses, but it's changed our families, like you say. These principles work across the board. So where do we get this book, Herman? Well, it's available at publisher.co.za. It's available on Amazon and Kindle Books. And then it's also going to be stocked by Kum Books from the 1st of July, which is a su- uh, sorry, the 1st of June, mm-hmm. which is uh, around the corner. So we're grateful to Kum Books for, for stocking that. And if companies and churches w- want to order in bulk, they can just email me directly at Herman at ttli.co.za. That's Tango, Tango, Lima, India. It's the voice of Herman Duplessis. Listen up later on after the program as well. This podcast will be available for you on our website, katepulpa.co.za. You click podcast, scroll down until you see Get Up and Go Breakfast, and uh, click on that. And once you're in there, you just have to look for uh, the freshest podcast for today on the top of the pile. You'll find it there. Someone's just mentioned on our WhatsApp line, this is a must-get book to read and so as presents, says somebody. That's a good idea. Thanks for that mm. message. Adman, what a pleasure connecting with you. Thanks for this amazing book. It really is. I mean, I've worked through it and I'm already seeing things have got to change in my life to be a true servant leader. And uh, thanks for your time this morning. Here's to a great day and a fantastic week. Thanks, Brad. And thank you for taking the time to read the book. I appreciate that. Thank you. What a pleasure. Be well. Bye-bye. Thanks. Take care. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.